it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Dynamo's Dozen. You're listening to Dynamo's Dozen. Now let's welcome your host, Team Dynamo Kelly. Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, musically, fresh socks and jocks, and everything in between, never forgetting the talk. This is Dynamo's Dozen. I am your host, Ian Dynamo Kelly, and this lady to my side that you see is the daughter of the Dynamo Kid, Miss Brahman Billington. Brahman, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, I think we're, we're we're gone beyond. You're you're part of the furniture here now. You're not a you're not a <laughs> guest anymore. You're you're part of the show. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. Thanks for coming back on. It's pretty cool. I think we're gonna call today's episode the bright side of the ring, because we're gonna have a nice bright conversation. Realistically, you know what I mean. Um, like yeah, because the last time we talked, uh, which went over really well, you got a lot of great feedback from my listeners, and and um, I know the show went down well uh, over on your side of, of the pond as well so that's really nice to hear on on all spectrums i think uh, today though we're gonna we're gonna concentrate on some of the the actual show itself but we're not gonna do a play-by-play of the show we're gonna do a, a talk generally about the show because um and you can be honest now on this one because there was a lot of a lot of things that you couldn't really say um on the last show that we did um, yeah. And you didn't really know how it was going to come out. But now that it has come out, I think it's only right for me to pass this over to you now and kind of tell us how you felt it went um, what's been the feedback. And um, yeah, floor is yours. Yeah, so we got to watch the show a couple of days early. The producers had emailed it to us, my mom and sister and I. So we were like, oh shit, okay, let's do this. Let's let's watch this. So we watched it right away as soon as we how, how bad was the anxiety beforehand? I was panicking. <laughs> I was like, oh. No, I didn't I didn't know they were gonna send it to us early. So Oh really? We were waiting, yeah, we were waiting for Thursday to come and then sure, this was sure, on Monday sure. night, I think. Yeah, Monday night they sent it to us. So I was that was like halfway through my work day, and I'm like, oh my god, I just want to get home and watch it. So it's kind of sitting at my desk and just press play just to see like kind of what we looked like or like what the entrance looked like or the beginning of the episode and then I was like okay I need to like not do that because I need to sit down and watch this in full so we all watched it separately we didn't expect to do that we thought we'd all be together doing it but uh, I think we just all rushed home to to watch it my sister and I yeah and uh after I watched it I was just like I need to process this. I wasn't really sure how I felt. And I think I told you that as well, because we're yep. good friends as well. Yep. So of um, I needed a few days. I really did need a few days. So I'm super glad that I got to watch it early. Um, at first, I was just like, 
I don't know how I'm going to feel about the whole world seeing this. I'm yeah, I really love you, my you, you text me, right? And you were like, let me know yeah. what you think as soon as you see it. And I was kind of like, oh, all right, I'm fucking. I really love my dad and I'm really protective of him. And, you know, I would hate to put anything negative out there about him. But our story wasn't all, you know, rainbow and sunshine. So there was a bit of dark. And I felt that it did have, it had to be told in order for our story to be more believable and more of a impactful ending. Um, so when, yeah, it took me a few days and after watching it, I was just like, actually, wait, sorry. No, I should say once, once the whole world saw it and I saw the positive feedback, um, it was 98% positive. So I, at that point, I felt really good about it. At first, I wasn't sure. Um, you know, and like I said, I'm just really protective about my dad. But I think it came across, we got the message across that we wanted to, and we were really happy with it overall. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's a funny one, because I remember Aaron probably, I think Aaron, anybody who's wondering, Aaron is, um, is Brahman's fiance. And uh, we're pretty close as well. We talk quite a lot about music and stuff like that. And um I think I text him first after watching it because I was kind of like, I didn't know. I felt like numb after it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Numb in a way that like wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but I didn't yeah. know if it was a good thing. I, felt, I, I was like, this is my life. Like this is my dad's yeah. life on the screen. Yeah, so yeah. It was a lot, a lot different than watching other episodes. So I was just unsure of how I felt about that. Um, and I think, I think that's what it was. I don't think it was like, for me, it was like, all right, yeah. this didn't happen to me. But at the same time, it's it's my friends here. Like, you know, I, I know these people. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. Even my of, fiance was like, you know, we're big fans of the show, but he felt so much different watching our episode sure. or my dad's episode. Sure. Because he knows me. He knows my mom. He knows my sister. Exactly. So it was yeah. a lot different for him. Yeah. Um, so after I watched it, he watched it. We watched it separately because of the kids. And I was like, what did you think? And he was like, it was dark. And he, I think he felt that way because because he knows me so it you know of course you take it in a different light of course that way yeah so. yeah yeah exactly and that's that's kind of what it was and i mean i can only imagine what it was like for you guys so for me knowing you and knowing the kind of cool you know let's let's talk about <laughs> rock music you know and then to kind of see you kind of getting emotional and stuff like that was kind of difficult but at the same time i also went into it um skeptical as as you know uh, mm-hmm. we won't say anything about the producers or anything like that which you're more than welcome to but uh, i think you knew where i was coming from i know how the entertainment business works and i was thinking right are they going to go down the road that i don't want them to go down and i think looking at it i think they could probably give themselves a pat on the back that they didn't uh, i i think um let's 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 kind of let's go to the start and in a way um you know, I think one thing that I get out of this show is that it's not really your typical dark dark side episode where this is just a bad guy all of a sudden. This is this shows like a real, real kind of situation where in the in the eighties that there was no talk of mental health or you know addiction problems or or things like that. And you know, and you're mm-hmm. talking about somebody that, as Bret Hart put it one day flew so high and fell so far you know what i mean and yeah. I, I think that was probably a beautiful way of putting it even though it's not beautiful if that makes sense it's it's yeah. 
you know, the guy changed the wrestling business and gave his life so, to yeah, the Yeah, just the grueling schedule that they were on and, yeah. you know, the bumps he was taking day in and day out. Yeah. And yeah, that's going to take an effect on your body. And that's just kind of, you know, the message we were trying to show was he wasn't just this asshole. Like, yes. he definitely start off that way with my mom's relationship with him. Um, but over time with the pain and the pain meds and um, the injuries, he did begin to change and get a little, you know, just different. So and that's, and that's what we really want to show. And that's, that's like, that can be attributed to, and, and, and that's a real problem too, with, with, with the pain medication that is just divvied out. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, doctors back then, especially, it wasn't like a real look at someone and saying no thomas you need to fucking not wrestle again ever we're not just going to give you a bunch of pain meds here we're telling you that's it it's over boom i don't know whether those conversations really happened back then you know what i mean like because oxycotton was such a big thing back then and still is i mean you know as you know phil anselmo man addicted to oxycotton for back pain you know what I mean? I yeah. have had back pain, uh, as a lot of my close friends know, and it, it ain't fun. I mean, one of the one of the things that um, really got me in the documentary where I went, oh, shit, you know, because as you know, Dynamite was always kind of my favorite wrestler. Um, but when, one thing I noticed when when they're talking about when he was lying on the floor and they yeah. could hear him squeal, I was like, I literally had that three months ago. Yeah. You know what and I mean? That- that scene there made me really sad. So I did yeah. after watching my, as a whole, I did get sad. I'm actually still kind of sad that I'm like, cause you watch it and you're like, Oh, this, that's how his life ended. And that's kind of sad. And there are pain. absolutely pain. Yeah. There are sad moments. And to know that he never complained, my mom would say she never heard him complain. I never saw him complaining. So but you know, to hear his friend saying he could hear him crying on the floor just really made me sad. Exactly. And, and and that's the thing. People take the human element out of it. And, you you know, it's easy for people to sit on the couch and judge someone. But, like, unless you've gone through that kind of pain and that kind of life, it's... Even I just recently pulled my back, like, lifting a box. And I've never hurt my back so bad that I'm like, I can't even imagine. This was after Dark Side happened. I was like, I can't even imagine how my dad lived his life day in and day out, like, wrestling still. And I was just struggling picking up my toddler. So. crazy isn't it um what about something nice though because i told you it was going to be the bright side of the ring yeah. um that letter that your mom read out that now that one got me i was like oh good lord now if i was 25 re- hearing that i'd be like ah. yeah <laughs> oh no, no i wouldn't really no that was that was actually really nice and and, and he called yeah. her his li- your little yard dog <laughs> it's like yeah. such a nice little yeah, she has my mom's kind of a hoarder sorry mom <laughs> but you know there's moments moments like that where you know you find those things and it's like you still have that that you know they're so valuable and precious so and she just has a box full of pictures and letters and magazines and all kinds of things from my dad that she still has and is always kept in a safe spot so I know she read me that letter actually the day um, my dad dad had passed away and oh god oh really okay well we we we're sorry not the day he passed away but we watched his funeral like on my cousin skyped me because I was pregnant I wasn't able to go over sure 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 so after that we just kind of had a little hangout and she brought all these letters and pictures and she read that letter and but she couldn't get through it she was like bawling her eyes out so yeah 
the dark side reading of the letter went a little better than that day. And you know, it, like even you telling that story there, that should be enough for fans. Like, yeah, you know, you guys were there, not physically, but you know, in spirit. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I'd really like to, I know my cousin watches a lot of my podcasts, but it means so much to me. He was the one that I went over and stayed with when I first reconnected with my dad. And he was the one that, um, Skyped me into the funeral service and he's mailing me over my dad's ashes. So I just want to thank him. Shout out to my cousin, Craig. Love you. There you go, Craig. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta have that. I mean, family is family is everything, you know what I mean? And family is complicated. We know that that's, a, that's, that's a given. Um, they're, especially on this side of the pond, <laughs> you know, well, the distance um, is hard. We're super far. So of course, of course. But um, there is some really nice moments in that. And I think what's great about, I don't, I don't know what I, you know, I don't know whether that's the right word, whether it's the great thing about the show, but I think from what I took from it was that like 90% is good and then the 10% the is bad, but the 10% that's bad is really bad. And that, that's what people concentrate on. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's and what... You can't do anything about those people if that's what they want to focus on. You yeah. have to tell the story as a whole. The, you know, the positive comes with the negative and yeah. um, the bad comes with the good. So if you won't see the good if you don't see the bad. And I'd like, you know, I'd like some of these people to show me the perfect family if that's the case. You know what I mean? Um, because I've not seen it yet. And I love all my family, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, gonna, it's crazy. It's, we're always going to have those issues. And, and when you, when you add professional wrestling into the mix. Yeah. Any sort of fame, then you're really. Any sort of fame. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at the moment where this is real life here. This is real life. Britney Spears is literally being held captive by her own father. This is yeah. real life. Well, Bill Cosby gets out of jail, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, so the world is crazy. Am yeah, I right? right? Yeah. I actually said this week, like just a little bit of negative that I hear about my dad. Um, it does get to me sometimes, like just certain comments. You know, like, I, I can never be Britney Spears. I can never be that famous or in the limelight. Like I just, just a little bit like in Calgary, the little bit of Calgary fame that we have being related to the hearts is enough for me, but like anything bigger is I couldn't do it. What would, what would your message be to, to somebody? And I'm Brahman. I know you're such a sweet girl and like, you know, such a, you are a sweetheart and you, you nothing but good in you. What would your message be to people that want to hold on to that bullshit? Like, like literally, what would your message be like? I think it would just be to be considerate of their family members. Like that is someone's dad, that is someone's brother, that, is, you know, someone's husband or hero. Like just cause you have something to say, like just consider the family. I think that's just put yourself in their shoes. How would you feel if someone was talking about your dad that way? Or, you know, I don't think it takes very much to, you know, sometimes we want to write something nasty on the internet. And I just think, wait, what does that make me look like? Like put myself in their shoes, how they would feel if I said that comment. So I just don't. So yeah, no, I, 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 I would agree person. with that. I would yeah. agree with that. Um, in terms of, I mean, how you guys came across, it was really cool to see your sister Amaris as well on, on, on the show. And I mean, yeah, 
I'm not going to lie, that was one that got me a couple of times. I got like three moments in that that documentary where I was like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm I'm pausing this and I got to go outside. I'm not crying. You're crying kind of thing. Um, yeah, that, like that was that was pretty tough. Um, some of the moments in it were really, really yeah, tough. I'm just out of all this. I'm the most proud of my sister because this is her first time coming yes. out ever in public talking about my father our father and it's been so healing for her that she she needed that and yeah. instead of hanging on to the anger the anger she's kind of let go and now that she's a mom herself she's you know she's forgiven and it's so much easier to forgive than be angry so yeah i'm just so proud of her that night after we went out um we did our interviews and we went for dinner after and i was just like i'm the most proud of you like i've done interviews before mom's done interviews before i'm proud of all of us but i was just so proud of her for healing her heart and that's really what it's done yeah that was that was that was a difficult one when she was like the bit it was like now he's beside you i was like oh god don't yeah. say that <laughs> yeah she said all the right things too i felt like she said yeah she had like a little bit of humor in there she like yeah. did his accent and i can't do accents so I don't try. and you had said that on the last podcast yeah, yeah. I remember when I was over there, I was trying to do an accent. They're like, you sound like you're from London. Like, just stop. You were just doing the generic UK accent. Like, it was like, hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not good at it. You look for the Wigan. Uh, <laughs> you got to be more. Posh, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have some of that over here in Ireland as well. It's like, you're um, But no. I thought it was, um, you all came across really well. And I think that was the whole thing. Like when you're looking I'm at this I'm super stuff, proud of my mom as well, because my sister and I actually did our interviews first. We did it, I um, can't remember if it was like a Wednesday or Thursday, and then she did hers the next day. And it was because of COVID. They couldn't have us all come at like the same time. It kind of broke us all up. So yeah. Uh, after my sister and I went, we were like, we don't know if we said enough. Like, mom, you go now. You have to fill in the missing pieces. Like, this is all on you. <laughs> And then when we saw it, it was a lot more her than it was us because she was there for a lot more and she knows a lot more of the story. Well, of course, yeah, of course. So, and I was really proud. I'm like, you did fill in the missing pieces that we needed. So I thought they, yeah, they both did a great job. Well, we did say we'd call it the bright side, but there is the dark side too. So yeah. let's let's get through some of the like not so good stuff. And we're not going to talk about any of the specifics, you know, of the show. You know, like that's that's sure. we'll leave that for um, you know, for other people to speculate on. But one thing I wanted to bring up, which you knew I was going to bring up, that I'm not happy about either, was uh, that piece of shit Jacques Rougeau on the on the on the podcast, and I'll say it, an absolute yeah. piece of shit um, excrement. Um, and the reason I say that as well is because we said, we, we, you know, for anyone that hasn't listened, we've done a four Podmen episode on Dynamo Podcast Network, um, on which is also validated by Michelle Billington as well. Thank you, Michelle, for the beautiful yeah, comments on the show. It. Yeah, so it was absolutely uh, amazing. And Michelle, we'll, we'll announce later, Michelle will be on the show at some point soon too. Um, but one of the things that I got from this very early on, because I've, I've Listen, I've been a fan of your dad since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, you know what I mean? Um, in fact, you know, you know the whole England and Ireland thing. It's not meant to be, we're not meant to be 
be friends, but like at the same point. And I remember I used to play with the British Bulldog figures and I'd be like, dun, dun, diddle, diddle, dun, dun, and my dad would go, what are you singing? Yeah. Like, They're <laughs> walking that. to the ring, dad. <laughs> you yeah. know? So I'd have the guys walk into the Hasbro ring and uh, my dad would be like, shut up singing that. But, um, it's just one of those things. <laughs> um, but the Jack Rougeau, so I've been following that thing forever. So I've seen all his interviews with Hannibal while he's getting his hair cut and talking shit and all these, you know, all the all the kind of meaningless interviews that he's done and all the stories he's told with a roll of quarters when pretty much the world knows it was a knuckle duster. Let's be real. It was without a shadow, without a knuckle duster. There's no way you knock four teeth out with a, a roll of quarters. Um, either way, whatever it was, Jacques Rougeau comes onto the show and I'm sure this was very difficult for you and your mom uh, and your family because he talks about how, you know, ribs aren't fun anymore when you're at the airport and ribs aren't fun anymore when you're here. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, he's and, laughing. Mm-hmm. and he's laughing, but then he laughs yeah. when this rib literally ended a family. Pretty much. Let's be real. This 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 rib had contributed to the, the the destruction of a family, and he's laughing about it. How did you how did you feel about that? I know it's a tough question, but well, so my mom was sort of in charge of like who she wanted to be interviewed for the episode, mm-hmm. and she was like, "No, Jacques Rougeau, like no." Yeah. And then I guess they ended up emailing her, and they're like, I'm "Really sorry, we had to." Like it just wouldn't make sense if it was all like you know happy and you know, like we need a bit of that negative because it is dark side of the ring after all mm-hmm. so my mom's like oh okay i get it we get it but um yeah just seeing that and i've heard about the stories where you know there was a hit on our house from the mafia and he was laughing about that in the episode yeah he like, said it was a joke like, talking about that ribs aren't funny but the mafia is serious and yeah. he's saying that wasn't true it was like just a joke but it's like you know it's true it was totally true and you and your mom have confirmed that was true. Well, I mean, my mom knew that story this, this whole time. So yeah, even if it was like, I don't know. Even if even if it was a rib, which rib is more serious? Go yeah, and there's children pants. involved. Like there's children in the house. Like, yeah. I don't know if he has kids of his own, but feels like he doesn't if that's how he's acting. I hope not. I really hope not. Um, but yeah, I mean... You know, maybe karma. I feel like his his true colors even show in that episode. People are like, "Oh my god!" Like, I think what an asshole. Yeah. So some of the feedback that I've gotten from neutrals were like, he comes across as kind of satanic on this. Like, this is not really nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So you know, and, and we all know that your dad would have wanted that receipt, which I'm sure bothered him for a long time. You know, probably until the day he died, because I mean, men like men like Tom Billington. Let's be real; they get something like that. They need a receipt. You know what I mean? It's just it's the food chain kind of thing. And then throwing that in there to say, "Oh, yeah, your family's gonna die if there's a, a retaliation." I, I I thought that was just yeah. And then my mom says, like, we even moved because of that. So yeah, that's just crazy. And is that true? You you guys did move then? Yeah. Yeah, we did. So, so there's the real story for all of you yeah. people on, on, on internet land there that think Tom Billington was just, oh, it was just a, a get out. No, a family moved mm-hmm. because of this threat. So 
curious. You know, I mean, I understand what you're saying that the, the story had to be told as such, but I mean, there was no regret in there from this little weasel that was. Um, yeah, because I had seen, so I can't remember what interview might have been with Hannibal, I'm not too sure, but saw little bits and pieces that he. That's where most of them come seen. from, yes. So yeah. it probably, probably was, yeah. It seemed like he was a little bit, remor- I don't know if the word's remorseful, but like he seemed like he had a heart he was like it was after my dad passed they were asking his i watched it i watched it yeah Yeah, and he was like you know i feel bad for the family and i was like oh wow okay good he's not just like being an asshole he's like you know considering the family so i was like maybe he's changed all right i'll I'll let it go but that was two years ago and then he comes on this yeah so yeah whatever so ray rajot fuck you um (laughs) i hope you get all the bad karma in the world and plus, he doesn't talk to his brother anymore, so maybe that's something. You know what I mean? Yeah. People talk about the Bulldogs not talking anymore, so, I mean, if there's two legitimate brothers that don't talk anymore, maybe you should probably get your own house in order before you start no, looking at other yeah. people. Um, but anyway, moving swiftly. Yeah, we're sick of that story, though. We don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah, we don't want to talk about them anymore. Um, this will be interesting because there's some great photos that have been have kind of populated with um obviously when your dad he went up to work in calgary and stuff like that you know when he went from left to wwe would you agree actually this is an interesting one i'd, I'd love to i'm gonna ask your mom this question as well when she comes on yeah. do you think that your dad actually almost liked not working in wwe anyway i think he was I think- you know, the, the, the way I'm, the, uh, the best way of putting it would be WWE now, as we see it, is just this big conglomerate. You know, back then it would have been big, big shows. But for your dad, it was all about the craft. It was what happened mm-hmm. within the squared circle. He didn't care whether it was silent Japanese fans applauding a move or whether it was, you know, people screaming. But it, it feels like that he almost enjoyed just the actual craft of it and if he was getting paid for that and he was able to pay the bills doing that he was happy yeah i think he loved stampede wrestling of course he was home when he was doing stampede wrestling or close to home so that was good and then he, he loved japan i know that he didn't love the food over there or like traveling so far but i think he liked wrestling in japan uh wwe i'm not too sure you're kind of right like there's too many rules for him yeah you, know, you get a <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't if he wouldn't bring his sequence cape, he got like a two thousand dollar fine. Apparently, if they didn't wear suits after the show, they'd get a fine. So I think that was just too many rules for my dad. But and he would take the fine quite often. Yeah, he sounds like a bit of a. Uh, like he was into the yeah. clash or something. You know what I mean? Like fucking <laughs> no. London calling, get me out of here. <laughs> He's like, I just want to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, like come on, you're paying me to wrestle here. Um, yeah, no, I just always got that vibe as well. And someone brought that to my attention. I think it was one of my one of my four podmen. I can't remember who it was, but it was actually a good point. It was like it almost like it'd be like a blessing for someone like him to not be in WWE and, and just literally making money wrestling the likes of Owen Hart and bringing up the likes of Chris Benoit and stuff like that would probably have been more kind of uh, fulfilling for him. Yeah. You know? He should have opened up his own school, I think. My mom was trying to encourage him to do that. That would have been awesome. Oh, hell yeah. That would have been... Yeah. You know what? I'd probably be living over there now. Yeah. <laughs> like, mom, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, I think... And, and that's it. Like, cause, and, and plus, he had a, he had an own... Because like, 
this is something that's not really talked about a lot. Your dad had a real strong loyalty to people that, you know, were close to him. And I think obviously the fact that he went back to Stampede all the time was obviously for Stu as well. You know, yeah. Stu was like a father figure to him, I'm sure, in some way, shape or form, because, you know, he always went back. Did you ever hear anything about that? Yeah. Yes, do absolutely love my dad, and yeah. um, they were we were family. So even though like he wasn't blood related, he was like probably like a son in law. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, and, and that uh, that story that, that your dad told in his book, which I, I would believe in fairness, because a few people told him he was like, ah, you're a skinny little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> it's too puppy. One of the best stories after Dark Side, I've had a lot of fans write me and um, just say, you know, great episode and, you know, tell me how much they love my dad or whatever. But this one guy wrote me and he was from Vancouver in Canada. And he said it was the, I think the late 70s that he went and my dad was um, billed to be on the show and that my dad didn't end up coming to the show because he was stuck in Japan, apparently. And he said that the crowd rioted because my dad wasn't on the show really that's amazing i love that story yeah i mean uh, i've seen you on some interviews as well i know you haven't watched a lot of the stampede stuff i've watched like a lot of stampede stuff and i watched um a lot of street fights with your dad and uh, bad news and um i I see a lot of clips but i haven't really watched it as much in full just because they're harder to find but yeah, yeah well, well that's it. Clips, yeah, you find clips more so than than you know, and yeah. you get what you can from the WWE network. It's not like yeah. you know, I I had um I had a couple of really really good tapes, and I still have them somewhere in my dad's house where they were they were best of done to my kids, like in Calgary, best of done to my kid in Japan, and oh. I still have those VHS. If I ever get my hands on them, I'll um I'll try and convert them to okay. DVD and I'll pass them over to you but um good lord like they were <laughs> I remember in your dad's book he said bad news said to him one day um if I when I'm gonna swing this I think he was talking about a two by four and he said if I swing this two by four you better duck because I'm swinging it and that's it yeah <laughs> and dynamite was saying yeah well you know it's the same for you uh, yeah. you know, these guys worked like to a point where and I know you haven't technically wrestled or anything like that but you've been around wrestling and even to this day the level is different you know what I mean it's completely different I know you and Aaron are big uh, AEW fans and stuff like that for me I'm like ah no you, you know give me stamp if there was one stampede match in this this would be match of the night you know what I mean yeah these guys were sure, but they don't make it like that anymore so no. what are you gonna do yeah well yeah i know you're gonna complain aren't you yeah. <laughs> that's all you're gonna do um but no we said we're gonna keep it keep it bright side one of the one of the things that i suppose we should get out of the way um you know it, it, in the documentary there is obviously talk of, of the bad stuff um blah 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 we know it we're not going to repeat it here i'm not going to put you through that and um, we're friends so but when your dad did go back obviously to the UK and he one thing I noticed was there's a there's a great picture of you with your dad later 
And was was when he left the UK, was that it? That you would never seen him? Um, are you talking about when I was about 10 years old, the one I just posted on Father's Day? Yes, yes, because yeah. that blew my mind. Oh, you didn't know, yeah. So there no, was it didn't. A summer, so my dad left when I was seven. And by the time I was 10, so I was in grade five, I think it's different over there, but um, yeah, I was in grade five. And I started acting out in school. I started getting in trouble and my mom was crying. She went to my uncle Brett because they're really close. And she was like, Bronwyn's getting in trouble at school. Like, I think she needs to see her dad. Brett, and was, Brett was obviously a really big shoulder for your family as well, wasn't he? Yeah. So Julie and Brett were still married, of course. And so yeah. my mom was like Brett's little sister. So he always took really good care of her. And so did my aunt Julie. So, so my mom went to him crying, saying I was getting in trouble in school. And I really need to go see my dad. So he used like his frequent flyers to fly my brother and I to England for the summer. To, and we spent the whole summer with my dad. And at that time you could fly, I was 10 and my brother was seven. You could fly without parents. I don't think you can do that now, but, and we even had a stopover, like a layover or not just a stopover, a couple hours, I think in Toronto. I just can't even imagine letting my 10 year old do that, but times are different. <laughs> it's crazy now, isn't it? <laughs> and we were totally fine. I remember not being scared or anything. And yeah, we just had the best summer. That was, And that's the most time I've ever in my life spent with my dad. It was like a solid two months because he wasn't wrestling and you know, I was off school for the summer and, and then I had, you know, after that, I, we had a falling out, um, maybe about eight years later, but I hadn't seen him again for 15 years. Yeah. So that's, that's the context I wanted to be put yeah. on. Yeah. So you, you, like you had a great time and then you had a falling out. Was that just more, was it? Was it was more me growing up. So I was only 10, 10 at that visit. And then, um, at that time, we'd write a lot of letters. It was, you know, we'd call every Sunday or whatever. And to get out emotion, you'd write letters. So I'd mail him sure. letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, well you're, hey, you're 84, right? Yeah. So am I. Well, cool. <laughs> I know exactly where you're coming from. Um, so I started having questions like, you know, how could, well, actually, this is what happened. My little brother and sister were born from my mom's second marriage. So I was 17 when they were born. When I was 18, I graduated high school and my mom went back to work. So I started nannying them. I took care of them. And that was my full-time job. My mom paid me and I watched them all the way until they went to school. And anyways, just seeing how precious babies were and you know, you know how attached I was to them, like they were my own. It, I started questioning things and I wrote my dad a letter saying like, how could you just leave us? Like, like you know, how could you not want to see a Maris be born and stuff like that. And he never, that's when we had a falling out, basically. He didn't like what the letter said. And maybe he just couldn't communicate his feelings. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah. And we lost touch for quite a while. Yeah, no, I'm glad you put that context on, like, for, especially for people that didn't know that, you know what I mean? So there was an element of contact there as well. And you guys had the ability, like, it's not like, in the 80s and 90s that there was suddenly no phones or you know the only way you can yeah. keep in contact was internet but yes yeah, so we would call every sunday i think it was like cheaper to call or something so my mom always made sure she sat us all down and we'd call sunday at you know 11 o'clock or something like that so how if you don't mind me asking i know he's not here to speak for himself so if you don't want to answer the question that's absolutely fine what 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 was your or is your brother's uh, relationship like with with, with your dad um, my, my brother, I guess he hadn't seen him since that trip we went for the summer when he was seven and they just didn't really have much contact. Um, I think my brother was just really, 
you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say I'm thinking shy, but that's not the word. It's just hard to reconnect over the phone. I think, I think distance is yeah. really hard. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to ask the question. The only reason I'm asking yeah. purely because as a guy, you know, what I mean? and, and I'm friends with Marek on, on Facebook as well. I've never, I've never talked to him. I've never sent a message. I think we're just friends through us being friends. Um, so like, I'd never want to pry into his own personal business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's gotta... just, um, he's really private and I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair, and it's so crazy because you and your sister. Oh, what I, so what like I do that. want to say is he's not angry or anything like that. I think it was just hard to mend a relationship with so much distance. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, he, he like loves you him. He's proud you don't of know him, what you don't he, have kind of thing. Yeah, he loves him. He's proud of him, but he he didn't want to travel that distance. My brother doesn't really like flying, so that was hard for him. And yeah, just the distance made it really hard. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I I didn't want to. I just wanted to ask that question more so for my own. Yeah, of, I know a lot of fans were wondering as well. Just sort of yeah. they do mention my brother and Dark Side, but. Yeah, um, just I, I suppose for boys, like, you know, your dad is your kind of, you know, your kind of hero kind of thing. Or, you know, you at least look to him for, you know, advice or whatever. So it's kind of, um, it's, it's, it's. My brother's been very, very fortunate to have Brett. That he, that's like his father figure that he's grown up with. So he's been an awesome uncle, awesome uncle to him. Yeah, and it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Brett. <laughs> Yeah, I, I done my Twitter. I done my Twitter uh, due due diligence. Um, that's that's actually a good segue. Actually, um, Brett obviously talks a lot about dynamite in his book, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm as big a Brett fan as I am a dynamite fan. Um, and you know, Brett gets a lot of stick for being taking the business too seriously and stuff like that, and blah blah blah, and all that kind of nonsense. You know. If, if more people took the business serious now, it would probably be in a better place. Um, but with Brett and, and, and Tom, like, I mean, they almost were joined at the hip in a lot of ways, weren't they? Because it, it's weird that all roads lead back to Brett and Dynamite. You know, there was Davey at Dynamite and there was Jim and Brett, but it always seems to come back to boom. When you read the two books together, I'm kind of almost like a little bit of a detective in that sense. It's like I've always I, like I don't know. There's something here. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, Brett was um Brett was obviously always looking out for for you guys, and he said it in the book, and so did your dad say it in the book as well. It seems like there's a, an appreciation between yeah. Tom and Brett. Um, yeah, there, that, there was a brotherhood there for sure. Yeah, and I was going to ask you there because that beautiful uh, picture that you put up when you were over in um, in Manchester in Wigan, um, and you you put up the picture of Tom sitting there in the wheelchair with the laptop, and Brett's got the yeah. towel around his neck. It's such a beautiful picture. I, I it's it's uh, we we talked about it on the last show. You're definitely yeah. sending me a picture of that. I need to get that put up on my wall somehow. Frame it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please, because that's absolutely beautiful. What 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 was there? What was it like for them? They enjoyed it. It was like they hadn't skipped a beat, just talking about old memories and old really? friends and 
matches and yeah it was so cute to watch was it yeah yeah my dad he was not didn't know how to send a text message or anything and so i was there like dad this is a laptop you can communicate with people on these (laughs) (laughs) oh okay and um something we didn't mention on dark side either is my that same trip my sister and dad skyped so they never actually met in person but they they did skype and how was that it was good but we had like a really bad connection because when i went there i would just get like this data stick from the store so it was kind of in and out so it was i made it kind of hard but um i mean it was still good and did you find the more times you went over to your dad that he was becoming more emotional yeah he'd cry every single time i left yeah Yeah. i know because you told me that the last time and i'm just thinking in my head i'm thinking like just as a human being you know your walls are getting taken down each time each trip you know what i mean those those barriers that you put up for yourself like they're they're starting to come down yeah and each time Uh, i leave it was like you know the distance is so far so he knows like i don't know when i'll see you again type of thing and then when I would leave, he'd call me a lot. And I was like, oh, he's missing me. He'd literally call me in like 24 hours. It was so cute. That is so cool. And I mean, these are the things that people don't hear. And this uh-huh. is why we do these shows. You know what I mean? This isn't like, you know. Yeah, and you know, those are the types of things I did talk about on Dark Side as well. But of course, 44 minute episode, they were going to cut out all those good things. So um, but I expected that, and that's okay. Yeah, so you, that's would why think I they, you would think they would tell you that, though, you know? Um, well, I'm just like, why did I talk for an hour, and then they only use... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what that's bothers me okay. with all these fucking producer idiots, you know? And yeah, I'm calling you Dark Sub Boys out as well, because they are fucks in their own way. Um, and I can say that, because this is my show. So, um, you know. I really, really liked them, actually. And even um, my mom will probably tell you this when you do an interview with her, but... The one guy, Howard, said he really fought hard for our story to come across the way we wanted it to. Because my mom literally spoke for four hours. They filmed her for four hours. And that's how much positive she talked. She was like, all the good, all the good, all the good, all the good. And at the very end, they were like, okay, we need like a little, a little bad. This is dark side. Um, yeah, I mean. He, he gave her one little bad story that they that she had and. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't just make it bad. They really sent the message about CTE and, you know. That was that was the one thing, because the one thing that I can say about Michelle Billington from my personal experiences, and she will verify this with you, and she'll verify this on the show, when I was still wrestling, and I was trying to get out into wrestling, and I was trying to come over to Canada, as you can remember, um, yeah. she promised to put me up and help me basically get my feet on the ground and get working over there so that I could settle in. This is an absolute fact. I'm going to verify this. This is not one word of a lie. Um, and I remember any question I asked her that she was like, Oh, who are your favorite wrestlers? Blah, blah, blah. You know, she would just converse back and forth and also Julie as well. So shout out to Julie. It was great to see Julie. Yeah. In the show. She was also yeah, they're such amazing women and they amazing. help two families down the whole time with the men trapped and wrestling and divorces and you know we are who we are because of those two ladies exactly and they were absolutely amazing with me um and, and kind of helping me get over there and, and you know it, it never quite materialized but at the same time 
they went out of their way to make me feel that if I was over there, I would have been welcomed. And and that relationship, of course, with you guys has been, been you know, intact ever since. And I think it was great to see that come across mm-hmm. on this particular show because yeah. um, when your mom said that, like she was like, oh my God, we're talking, why can't we talk about CTE? Why can't we talk about, as she said, there was a couple, like it wasn't like every day of the week. Mm-hmm. This was, this was, something that was quite clearly going on in a man's body that he's breaking down and not knowing how to deal with it and even the the last night i saw my dad in canada like a bad story i don't really want to talk about um it never totally affected me my whole life though i even i feel like it should like someone watching the show should think wow you're probably messed up but but it didn't mess me up because i feel like that wasn't my dad yes it was like like somebody taking the form of like a demon yeah you know i'm I'm a big fan of um not a big fan but a big um i'm a big proprietor of you know sometimes people get demons in them and i'm not i'm not going spiritual here on this like in, in terms of saying like oh you know it's satanism stuff but i mean I do honestly think when people have bad things happen to them and there's a certain karma around them or there's a certain kind of aura around them that they get some sort of kind of energy and it, it, it just makes them do bad shit. But I don't think it defines them as people. You know what I mean? Um, and I think yeah, and Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I'm not naive to think you know my dad was this perfect angel i know that and it wasn't just the injuries and stuff because i know he was a bit of a jokester and stuff like that beforehand even but um yeah. but that just wasn't, you know that wasn't just him i know that there's stories of him growing up in school where he was always sticking up for the underdogs um some i think some guy actually reached out to my mom or my mom knows the story better than i do but yeah, he was being bullied and he, he was just a little underdog. And my dad was like, no, you're not going to be pushing this kid around. Like he always stuck up for kids like that. Yeah. And even backstage at wrestling shows, like he always stuck up for the underdog. Well, the one thing that I, that came across to me that was 100% apparent was, you know, it's quite clear that the Rougeos came in and thought they were the big shit and went in and you know, Jack can talk all this like, oh, we just wanted to be liked. We wanted to be like, we wanted everyone to like us. Oh, we wanted to be friends. Well, no, you didn't because all wrestlers verified that they used to speak French and laugh at people and had that arrogance about them. And Tom, obviously, coming from where he came from, um, you know, and poor Mick Foley as well, like getting his. <laughs> that was, I mean, I'm sorry. Anybody like thinking that that's bad that Mick Foley got his jaw broken in a match that that's not bad that's that's just part that's earning your fucking licks you know what I mean I know. Yeah. he definitely didn't and and Mick Foley basically he was like proud that. of it yeah he was like I was honored yeah I got my jaw broken from one of my favorite wrestlers of all time you know what I mean and that's the difference you know what I mean nowadays especially in Snowflake 2021 where you can't say shit about anybody um. You know, I, I thought Mick Foley came across really well on that. Um, yes. I didn't really like Lance Storm. I actually reached out to him and asked him to speak for, um, on Dark Side, so I was really happy. And he oh, nice, job. nice, yeah. I did. I didn't really appreciate Lance Storm at the start, kind of with the little subtle deal. Like, you never met the man in your life, like. Yeah, I think that they just needed 
they were in Calgary filming with us, so they just needed someone else to say something negative again. Yeah, it kind of turned <laughs> me off uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, and, and to be honest with you, Landstorm's Twitter turns you off Landstorm quite a bit, in fairness, these days, if you if you just go on. Um, but I thought, um, I thought it was, I thought, you know, Mick Foley coming across, he came across absolutely amazing. And, and and I think how you guys came across as well, which is the most important part, was that you guys got to speak your truth. And that's that's what I said to you, you know, in the build-up to this whole thing. And, um, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but, you know, when we were talking and you told me that you were going to be on the show and you were kind of saying, you know, you weren't asking me what should you say, but we were, you were kind of, we were just kind of chatting back and forth. And mm-hmm. I think you kind of asked my advice at one point, And I said to you, just be yourself. Your truth is your truth. Yeah, I remember I actually even wrote, I had uh, reached out to Mick Foley because I was like, they contacted us. They want to do the show, but I didn't know how I felt. Like I, I was like, you know, is this going to make me look like, make my dad look bad? Because that's not what I wanted. Yeah, of course. Um, Foley was like, no, they do a great job on the show. Like, I think you should do it. This could really bring his name back up and keep the legacy alive. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. So I did it. Well, that's what we're trying to do here. Exactly. And, and and I think, you know, and you are right. You're not, you're, you're not saying that your dad was a saint, but like, show me anybody's yeah. dad. Show me anybody's dad that is a saint. You know what I mean? Um, I think when, yeah. when we this were talking- perfect. And I think being able to admit that is important because i don't want to live in la la land and you know yeah because for you guys it's been difficult you know more so than anybody because it's your dad you know it might be someone's brother it might be someone's sister it might be someone's cousin it might be someone's second cousin it might be someone's anything and i think you know and i don't want to be kind of speaking out of turn here but um you know it seems like the bulldog ribs always fall on one person, you know, and Davy just got a free pass, you know, and like Davy was just as 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 guilty and and um, just as much as 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 guilty for any of this stuff as as Dynamite was, you know. Yeah, that, they came from a weird era where everyone was doing pranks. I think so. <laughs> they come from a weird place we do it all the time we still do it um, really oh yeah oh yeah absolutely i don't know i don't see wrestlers doing that nowadays but oh well maybe not in a wrestling locker room but i mean like yeah. if i was in work and i had the chance to cut someone's pants if i knew to wear i would do it i love the story though have you ever seen did you watch matter of pride of course yeah so do you remember my favorite story is slick on there and he's talking about my dad putting shaving cream on his head. And then he was just walking around. He didn't notice it was on his head. And he was like, I'm walking around with this snowman on my head. And me and Amaris just love that story so much. Because everyone's telling these like awful stories about ribs. And then Slick's like, he put a snowman on my head. We used to have a rest in peace, by the way. Um, our, uh, our wrestling coach, Andre Baker was from uh, and he, he knew your dad as well he was he was from the uk he, he, this was in kent in the uk and um he was a little bit younger than your dad but they knew each other obviously it was a small circle over there and yeah. um when we used to uh you know when we used to do camp over there you know in the summer you would spend a week and like you didn't stay in hotels you would stay a week either under the ring if you were smart you'd sleep under the ring but if you were 
too smart, the dog would also find you under the ring and lick your head in the morning and they'd get you. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like guys in sleeping bags would like cover their whole body and just like have a little zip open so they could breathe. <laughs> but you would literally wake up in the morning like with the word certain terms that we won't say here, like see you next Tuesday written on your forehead, you know. Um, or bollocks written on your forehead or you'd have one eyebrow shaven <laughs> and touch wood fairly harmless i never got a i never got a any of those pranks done on me thankfully um but i mean there, there was plenty of ribs where guys i mean look i'm not going to be say this is good but I, I know guys that used to get viagra's dropped into their drinks on nights out <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, like, those types of things of me being a mother, like I'm not saying I'm okay with those at all. No, I do think they, I do think they came from a time where it was a lot more common. And we did it in the 2000s. Things. Yeah, and maybe my dad thought it was a little funnier than it should have been, or some of the guys thought it was funnier than it should have been. But that's just what they were doing back then. You also got to remember back then the education on the certain pills that they were using was not what it is now. Totally. Yeah. You know what I mean, and. Like to, to, to just pinpoint it to one person. Like I say, no, I'm not trying to um, I'm not trying to call out Davy Boy at all on this one. I'm I'm not saying that, but there were two bulldogs, and just for it to always be put on Tom Billington, I just think that's wrong. Um, you know, because Davy was there too. Um, you, you know, I know they say Davy was a follower, but like you, you can't be that much of a follower. You're still you still have your own mind, and you you know what I mean. So, um, but either way, they are no longer with us, which is, which is the saddest part of it all. And, and, and what we really should be doing now and which we are going to do is just pay tribute to the absolute legacy that both Tom and Davey leave behind. I mean, the British Bulldogs, in my opinion, pound for pound, are the best tag team of all time. Um, yeah. very hard to pick between them and the Hart Foundation. You could really kind of flip a coin and see which was your favorite. You know what I mean? You know, if you said Heart Foundation was your favorite, you wouldn't be offended by it because you'd be like, the two, when they when they mesh together, yeah. it was the most beautiful thing uh, in, in the world, basically. Um, yeah, so much chemistry. Oh, just that Calgary scene was just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, but I suppose for you, because the, the, this, this is your show, really, and I hope we've done it a little bit of justice. We've tried to keep it light. Um, and it's great to see you smiling on this show because, you know, it, it, it could have been very different. And I think what you, your mom and your sister done um, on this show, you're a credit to yourselves. I think you're a credit to your dad's memory. Um, and you should all give each other a fucking pat on the back. And uh, you've always got my blessing and you've always got my support in anything you guys do. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. So how do you want to close it? I mean, it's, it's, it's really yours now. And I, and I think, I think that the, the, this chapter will be closed on, on the whole dynamite kid story now, I think, and I think it should be with shows like this. I think it should be, it's let's look at his legacy that he left, but also let's look at the love that his family have for him now that he's left that should be the important part yeah i think we would like to just work towards more positivity like 
you know, if it's working towards Hall of Fame or seeing a full biography done one day, that's, that, those are our goals. Yeah, I think so. Because, um, yeah. you know, the Bulldogs the is done. The dark stuff's out there. Let's get the whole story now. And yeah. Yeah, we need to, we need to get the bull. I mean, Davey got in. Um, I, I get the see. Bulldogs in, my dad. Get the Bulldogs in and then get Dynamite in. You know what I mean? Listen, if you've got um, if you've got Mr. T in there, you've got to have Dynamite okay. in there. You know what I mean? It's it's um, it, it's a given. But uh, Brahman, it's been phenomenal. Um, I think the next time we're gonna see you, we're gonna hopefully get you on Witcher Mom. That would be great. Which would be a really cool show. And we can uh, we can really have some fun then because we don't have to talk about anything negative. We can talk about all good stuff and whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and she has the best stories. Like I was just a kid, so she she knows all the details. So she's a great storyteller. So that'll be fun. Awesome. Well, look, this has been uh, Dynamo's dozen. I've been your host, Ian and Dynamo Kelly. Roman, is there anything you have upcoming that you want to plug or promote or anything? No. Well, we have, so the t-shirt I'm wearing is Pro Wrestling Tees, which we've had for a while, but we're opening up a new shop in the UK. So it's like the Pro Wrestling Tees in the UK, but it's Wrestle Merch Central. So yep. those t-shirts are going to be dropping soon. So you can follow me on Instagram at Bronwyn Jewel or Twitter at Dynamite Doll 84 and stay tuned for those t-shirts being released. Cool. And I'm sure when they release, you'll hit me a link and I can... Definitely plastering them all over our, uh, our podcast network and will. And life is just starting to get back to normal here. So wrestling shows are starting up. So I'll probably be getting involved in that again right away here. So stay tuned. Get Dynamo booked. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, 100%. I love it. Um, look, Brahman, it's been an absolute pleasure once again. Um, there is no doubt that you're going to be on the show again at some point um this is this is only uh cracking the surface you you're 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 doing yeah. absolutely amazing yeah, stuff getting started yeah absolutely um and uh, like i said you're a pleasure uh to to talk to you're a credit to um to your family and a credit to your dad's memory i thought the the job you've done on the um on the show was absolutely phenomenal and uh I applaud you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. So until next week, Dynamo is over and out. <laughs>